my friends it's been a couple weeks but john and i are both back from the dead and ready to get after it this is the people's pitch podcast the one and only podcast of your minneapolis city sc john uh we were down for the count the last couple weeks with a brutal cold that i'm still just getting over i'm feeling all right though how are you doing I'm good, man. I had a case of river ear. That's right, the tri- river ear. Yeah, so we, we'll talk a little bit about uh, my trip to New Orleans, but uh, the origin of river ear was I was sick before I left, and when I flew into you know what is below sea level swamp, um, my ears never popped, so that, for a whole yeah. entire weekend, I had, a, I had plugged ears. That's a huge problem. Yeah, and I felt really bad because I was meeting a lot of people for the first time, and I was just shouting at them because I had no volume. <laughs> Because I couldn't hear myself. So, what? you know, I had to what? introduce myself and say, sorry, my ears are plugged. I don't normally shout at people. I've, I've got river ear. <laughs> yeah. River ear. So, of course, the guys from, from uh, Oklahoma uh, coined it river ear, which nice. I thought was uh, pretty funny, even though we were in a swamp. I was going to so, say, well, it's um, better than swamp ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> New Orleans, the city that can give you river ear and swamp ass. <laughs> uh, but I'm great, Nate. I feel right. awesome to get back on the on the uh, the the podcast horse and start talking soccer again. Yes. And she is a fine filly. This uh even though it's getting cold out, man, the uh, the news is always hot coming out of Minneapolis City headquarters. We're really starting to dive back into into things. Uh, as we head into the new year, and that means we're going to have plenty to talk about today, which is great. Um, we're going to start planning the new season, wind down the calendar year. Today, we're going to start that with some great topics. First of all, John, you were in, you got the river ear because you were down in New Orleans at the NPSL owners meeting last yes, week. So you, we'll talk a little bit about that, figure out what that's what that is. And uh, the college season has come to a close, so there's lots, of course, there's lots of crows that flew uh that flew away to their to get schooled and uh and play for their respective ncaa teams so we've got some news uh about them and how they turned up uh some of them picked up some nice postseason honors some of them are especially excellent and of course our annual winter uh player combine might be fast approaching and our fun member event coming up this week uh tomorrow or tonight i guess uh if you're listening on thursday which we will talk about but first john Let's start with something that you were, I'm sure, forced to do as a member of Minneapolis City Brass, <laughs> and that is go to New Orleans and party for a weekend. Um, you were there. You were there for the annual NPSL owners meeting. Let's. I want to pull back the curtain a little bit and figure out what all the uh, top hat wearing elites of our league discuss <laughs> behind closed doors. Um, first of all, what is the owners meeting like? What do you guys get accomplished over the course of the weekend? Like, talk about yachts and stuff? Oh, we actually were uh, uh, talked about riverboats because we did take a riverboat cruise. That, oh, that, lovely. That, yeah, it was a dinner cruise the first night I was there. It was pretty awesome. We we got to see all of the industrial port, uh, you know, 
ports of of the the Mississippi River that, that flows through New Orleans. It was it was very majestic. Um, but we know we don't necessarily talk about yachts. Uh, but I, I did get to meet Paul Boron. <laughs> if you're a fan of the NPSL Weekly, so oh, yeah. the the host of NPSL Weekly, Paul Boron, he is uh, equally as exciting in person as he is on camera. So um, that so that was. <laughs> I mean, no, he's a, he's, a, he's a nice guy, but it uh, didn't necessarily, you know, pique my interest to say more than hello and, and try to snap a picture with him. Yet he was, uh, he he kindly uh, declined because he was taking so many selfies with people. He just wanted to eat his dinner. And I happened to just, you know, after a few drinks, stumble up mid, mid buffet. Right. So uh, sorry about that, Paul. <laughs> I'll have better timing next time. But, Nate, each year our league gets together before the winter to accomplish quite a few things. Uh, you know, most notably, the recap of the previous season to kind of talk about, you know, what happened, what went well, what what didn't go well, as, as you know, some things don't go well um, yep, every yep. year. So we did that. We discussed pressing issues, uh, both broader at, uh, at the soccer level, so like national level news that might, um, that might uh, impact our league. Um, or how our league can impact uh, United States soccer, mm-hmm. and and one that pertains, um, you know, to our league in, per, uh, you know, an open system, pro rel. So that uh, there was some discussion on that. There's a introduction to the expansion team. So that's what we why we were invited last year as an expansion team to the league. Oh, okay. So we, you know, you get to meet the new the new kids on the block from. So uh, the, most of these teams have already had a year or a season under their belt, but mo- most teams. But there are some that are coming for the first time. Nice. They also elect the board of directors for the year. So it's a, a yearly seat. I believe it's regional, and you know, there's um, <clears throat> you know representatives from the Midwest. Um, uh, Sean Mann from Detroit FC was, you know, our regional rep last year. And I, I don't know, I don't know who got elected this year. I was, you know, we'll talk a little more about what I was actually involved in, but I do know they have the, the election for the board of directors. And then the discussions and plans about changes, um, you know, that we have, uh, you know, as, as the teams get ready for the new year, what's new in the league, you know, there's, you know, certain, um, you know, criteria that change and, you know, expectations for um, the existing teams and the new teams coming in. So we talk a little bit about that and, you know, right. uh, the competitive nature of the league versus say the USPSL or um, Peter Wilt's new league and, and how we can stay competitive for, um, for getting quality players uh, to stay to stay within our ranks versus going to others. So that's kind of you know high level. I had an interesting role this year, which was to attend the meeting and literally go nowhere near any of the meetings. <laughs> so I wasn't really involved in the you know when the when the doors closed, I was on Bourbon Street and walking through a, an art and music festival for for a day. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of got the, the the cool end of the stick. Whereas um, Dan and Sarah were solely responsible for going to the meetings this year. And like I said, my job was simple. Come in late to the weekend, party really hard, make a bunch of new friends, and then leave early. And let me tell you, Nate, I did my job really well. That sounds like it's right up your alley, man. Uh, how 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 did you like dodge the bullet of responsibility? Because as a founder, like you can be there, right? You, you You're allowed to be there. Or yes. did you just... Were you have you been banned from any actual meetings thanks to like incendiary comments that we may or may not have made on this podcast? 
You know, it takes, apparently it takes a lot from what I heard to be banned from the meetings. So uh, surprisingly enough, I was not banned from the proceedings. Sweet. There's a rule that uh, each organization can't send more than two people to the meetings. So we're kind of an outlier where, you know, you have three founders and myself, uh, Nick and Dan, and then you have Sarah who, who is our business director. So we have quite a few people that can attend these meetings as well as uh, last year uh, coach Adam Pribble joined for the second half of the meetings when Dan had to leave so so you can only have two people and as a result um, since my focus most followers to the show and the club know I handle less on the business side of things uh, since we start we've kind of hit our stride and I concentrate more on you know the on the field product managing the players the player recruitment yeah. Yeah, yeah. The coaching staff etc. So there, there really was no need for me to be, uh, be there outside of broadening our network and kind of meeting other owners during the more social portions of the weekend. Sure. Which really, like you said, is kind of my strong suit, if you if you ask me. So <laughs> that's for sure. uh, I got a chance to to tear up, tear up Bourbon Street for a night. Realize, you know, Bourbon Street's not for me. I, I, I <laughs> really. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's fun, and I I had a blast, but. When, when you have less of a filter than than I do, um, or you have uh, as low of a filter as I do for uh, for for stopping when when the when the times are good, uh, I don't think I can handle more than two nights down there. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, maybe maybe younger John could. Yeah, so you did just throw off the throw on the snap on pants or whatever, and and go full party boy while you were down there, huh? Yes, full party boy. <laughs> I ended up like getting kind of voted most inebriated in new orleans oh that's and, a thing huh yeah, yeah apparently and i was given like dowry so i got like free food what i got i got like a bag of beers that our group could walk and drink drink when we went to the next place and you know people were just giving me things which was awesome so uh i i also made you know really great friends um but you know Outside of wearing my party boy pants, in all honesty, it was it was really <laughs> fantastic to be there. You know, while the sessions were going on and the rest of the folks were kind of focused on hearing about topics around, you know, pro-rel, the owner uh, and founder of Kingston Stockade, Dennis Crowley, um, who's also the, the founder of Foursquare, real interesting guy. Um, he's also the guy that's um, that opened up the, the, legal, the legal case against the United States soccer um, and, and the open system. Oh. So he, he gave a talk on, on that. Uh, we also heard about the landscape of amateur soccer from the president of the USASA, which is like basically the the president of amateur soccer in the United States. So yeah. he kind of resides over our our fourth tier, and then um, all amateur adult soccer. And then there was um, also you know um, President Baroni, who's the president of our league. He gave a, a talk and discussed things like uh, around branding, sponsorship, and then like minimal standard, standards and such that each team has to abide. By, <coughs> excuse me, abide by. <coughs> but I was really able to meet and talk to other owners about how they run their organization, and I got a really great chance to talk to them uh, about specific challenges that they face and how they're both either similar or different than what we go through as an organization. Right. And I think that for me was fantastic because I got to learn about, you know, since since I handle like the recruiting aspect of it, like how do other teams go about it and, and how unique we are that we are fully local and yep. how that, that affords us um, incredible opportunity for, as an organization but also has our own downfalls versus, say, um, when I met uh, Jonathan from Little Rock, 
he has a completely different set of recruiting challenges where he he has no players from the local area or very few and mm-hmm. he has to find housing he has to trust you know some 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 coaches for references for players sight unseen you said little and, rock yeah yeah in, that's in gotta be difficult to to recruit <clears throat> yeah and we also found out that he went uh full plaid with his supporter scarves this year and, i saw uh, that on, <clears throat> on twitter yeah so we're 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 brothers in plaid so we, we, we talked we talked about that and you know how we handle our social media and how, how we gain interest and, in, you know, memberships and, and things like that. So it was great. I, I really, I really think that that was, that was fantastic from my point of view, because I got to forge a lot of uh, really great relationships That's and cool. bounce and bounce ideas off of other owners. There definitely is a divide though, Nate, between like the older school owner um, and then the younger, more progressive ownership groups. So right. like, like, and I think we fall into that category where, you know, shocker, we're, we're willing to push the norm <laughs> and the status quo and, and be very unique and, and do our thing and, and have our own voice and own it. And there's a lot of members that are like us that, um, that and then there's a lot of owners that have been around, you know, like, um, like Yusuf from, from the Twin Stars, you know, he was a founding member of the league. So there's, there's a group of like, of owners that are like that, that, that have, you know their agendas and and their point of view and it was very interesting watching the dynamic between the two kind of agree and clash at the same time depending upon the different topics so right right i bet that like a lot of these a lot of the younger teams have ideas about how to move the league forward and things they want to change and a lot of these old owners are just like whoa whoa slow down everything's working pretty good for me here Right, exactly, and it, it, that dynamic was really inter- interesting to see. Very much a, a potpourri of, of individuals. You know, you have you have some guys that don't speak much English that are super old school. Yeah, and then then you have an owner of a like an emerging tech conglomerate, <laughs> and you know you have <laughs> Dan and Sarah and I. You know, yep. so it, it was it was really interesting, and uh, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely. Um, in the future, I'd like to maybe have a little more of a voice on the inside, and I think you know maybe I'll be afforded that opportunity in the in the future. But but my job was was very simple, and I think um, also uh, if if users or sorry uh, listeners of the show follow us on social, there's um something called the Soccer Tour. <coughs> Steve uh, is it Barisoni? Um, Steve from the Soccer Tour. He he kind of dropped everything and and hopped in his van and then toured like you know. Ha- almost a, f- a full year and and went to soccer games. Oh yeah, I remember and, that guy. Yeah, so he, he was at one of our matches past, past summer. He spoke, uh, he was uh, in, invited by the league and he spoke about his travels, which was another awesome thing to hear. You know, since we're a national league, there there are very few chances for everyone to see how kind of the other half lives sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, you get people from, from the coasts that don't have – anything similar to what we have here in the Midwest and, and don't, don't have those challenges or don't even really know about us or we don't know about them outside of, you know, really social media or the weekly Paul Boron this week in NPSL. So it was really great to hear about his project and, and it really brought together the, the full landscape from coast to coast. So really outside of partying hard in the city um, that, that hardly sleeps, those were a few of the type of things that were my big takeaway. Mm. And I think that really the last thing is, um, you know, it was both parts awesome that we had a hand in this, but also a sign that we need to be more progressive as a league uh, or a sport. There are only two female representatives out of the over 90 plus organizations. Really? With, 
yeah, with Sarah from from our humble organization being one of them. So like I said, super cool for us to be part of that movement. Uh, but on the flip side, there's a lot of old ethnic men, uh, including everyone's favorite New York pizza mogul from Rochester, kind of trying to one-up each other all weekend. So there's I, I that. bet it was just like a swinging dick contest. Yeah, there was a lot of that. But, you know, that's how American sports are. So I can only imagine what, like, the NFL owners' meetings are like. Oh, God. Because <laughs> you know? guys have actual actual money. Right. And real power in the world. Right, exactly. Ugh. So it, it was our own version of that. But there was many great things to take away from that uh, that weekend. And, and I'm excited to, to, to take a little bit of the, the learnings that I took away from it. And then also, you know, in the future, be hopefully be part of that progressive group of uh, people who desire to have change in soccer. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, if you listen to our show, I have a very, a very distinct and pointed point of view. That I, you know, I, I think uh, others would want to hear in more of an official capacity versus sure. on on Bourbon Street. <laughs> really, yeah, just running your mouth in the bars. Right, exactly. When I'm when I'm coherent and sober, I can I can actually formulate a good conversation about it respectfully. So, um, so yeah, so that was the weekend, and then River Year. So, man, it was busy. <laughs> it sounds like the NPSL had like a program of speakers lined up. You know, like like you said, Dennis Crawley was able to speak. Um, there were some other people around. Um, you said Steve talked about some of his travels. But, like, I guess that seems pretty valuable, like you said, to kind of expose teams from all over all over the country to what's going on around, the, around other parts. But, like, were any issues, are any issues officially discussed among the owners? Like, are there any problems solved or referendums passed or anything like that? You know, there are. I wasn't really privy to all of that. And I, I'm kind of glad for my first time going that I, I wasn't because now I know what to expect going into it. But, you know, like like most things, there's it's very clicky. And, you know, I don't know how the, the board the board proceedings, you know, the, the voting goes. If there's like, you know, backhanded or backroom deals and, uh, you know, false promises and, and things along those lines like there, there are in other sports. But I'm sure there is. Uh, I wasn't <clears throat> exposed to it uh, very much. But... You know, I think by and large, the the great takeaway for people listening is that our league really does have its shit together. Um, but also, like other leagues, you know, there's things that it needs to work on. Yeah. So this is an opportunity to talk about how to be better. And I think the open system in the United States and and not making the World Cup it was like very much forefront. And how a tiered system and how we fit into it as a league and as individual organizations is, is really important to talk about. Like as because, a league, how do, yeah. How do we carry ourselves or how do we, when we, when we, when we do have to talk to other people about the tiered system, like how do you talk about, how do we talk about us fitting, fitting into that? Right. And you know, you look at the players that come through our league, you know, we have a player showcase, but how do we really use our, our platform as a way to foster growth for the game? And how do we elevate our, our better players to have opportunities to make a living playing soccer? You know, it's it's important to talk about those things. And, and I think, you know, like I, like I said, that our league does have its act together. And that that's that's a topic that we, we cover. And, you know, like I mentioned, too, you know, like having, a, you know, a strong brand presence so that we're not only individually strong, but we're elevating the league, um, you know, as a group, you know, each way that we can. So yeah. it, 
you know, it, it's good. There, you know, I, I'm sure if you talk to Dan or Sarah, they have they have other points of view because they were involved in other things outside of what I was. But my my takeaway was that, you know, we we're we're kind of the little guy in in U.S. soccer, and it, there's it there's no um, there's no um, you know pretending that we're not right. But but we're also organized, you know, in a fa- in a, in a way or in a fashion that that shows that we, we, we have our act together, which is good, which, which is, you know, like when you're in the PLA and there's 16 teams, it's totally different. You know, the, the decisions that are made are, are, are quicker. So you get to see how, you know, there's a little bit more red tape with our league and it's, it's more organized. Right. And, and, you know, we, we have competitors in, you know, the USPSL that we have to compete against for players and for market share. And, you know, and, and some of us are, are living in, MLS cities. So how do we navigate, um, you know, to represent our league in a crowded marketplace? So it, it was cool, man. I, I enjoyed it. I think I think it was good. I think I think good things are coming with for the MPSL and and proposed changes for um, for ways to move forward were were brought up and and I think there there's some good some good nuggets in there. Sweet. <clears throat> so I heard rumors that there'd be an ownership pickup game. Did you get to get out there and kick any shins? You know, there was there were rumors. Uh, I brought a ball and all my gear, as did Dan, and uh, the the schedule did not dictate for us to be able to get out and kick around, which I think was a That's very right. much, very much so a miss when it comes to our league because specifically, like I talked about, the, like the, the the more younger progressive owners, like we wanted to do something like that, and I think in the future having dedicated time scheduled to to maybe playing the game that we are trying to <laughs> trying to foster yeah <laughs> growth in would be awesome and i'm going to be on my soapbox promoting that as far as i can for future meetings huh. well sounds like it was a good time man next it year was, uh, it was a good time next year i think we've got an opportunity to kind of maybe dan can be uh can be one of the speakers and talk about how to market the team and how to you know get yeah, following for sure. and Build it out of nothing. Who knows? For sure, yeah. And I think um, you know maybe I can talk about how how you know <clears throat> something. One of my topics. <laughs> I doubt that'll happen, but you know um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe yeah. we'll have a little more involvement uh, in the years to come. But overall, Nate, great weekend. But like you mentioned before, we have uh, we have some college players out there. You know, as you know, by and large, our our league is a summer home for college talent. You know, when you look at it at a, at a broader perspective, and although we have kind of a core of players on our roster that are out of school, we do have some college players that fill out our roster, and some of them had fantastic seasons this year. And now that all the divisions have come to a close, it's it's time to talk about that. <clears throat> so, although these guys were off kind of cheating on us with school, you know, trying to educate themselves, we wanted to touch on a few players uh, that garnered team and individual success this fall. So. First, you know, why don't we talk about maybe team successes? Uh, yeah, what do you think with that? Okay, so from a team uh, success standpoint, kicking it off with Goose, uh, if you follow our social feed, <clears throat> excuse me, you would have seen this week that Goose was featured on MPSL.com in a piece about players that were in the College Cup, and his his team, Indiana University, had an impressive run this season, which ended in a dramatic loss to Stanford this weekend. I don't know if you saw that at all, but uh, no. oh man. They uh, 
they had it. They 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 played a very very good Stanford team, and one of the guys on the on Indiana who you would not expect to make a, a glaring mistake tried to dribble out of the back, got stripped in in overtime, and uh, and the and the golden goal happened. You know, it was just kind of a bang bang play, and Damn. yeah, it was uh, it was unfortunate, but. Goose was was there in his first full year with Indiana this year, and although he saw limited action in his first year, he was uh, you know one of the country's on one of the country's best teams, and he rode that the red wave, I guess you could call it, into that final um, along the way, and he picked up some individual success as well, being voted uh, first team All Academic <laughs> Big Ten, which is fantastic news. Oh, yeah. And it really shows how well-rounded of a student athlete he is, and and we're we're proud that um, he was able to have success both on and off the field this semester, and, and kind of carry uh, the success that he had in um, being our joint top scorer this year, and uh, and and going into being a student athlete and having success. So uh, so Goose had a great great year this year. Yeah. Now speaking of another guy that focuses focuses on his academics quite successfully, um, if you know. I guess if you're lucky enough to know college soccer at a D3 level, it's really no secret that Messiah College in Pennsylvania is is where it's at. It's got a pretty prestigious history, uh, and that is the home of, of course, Samuel Ruiz Plaza. Now, going into this year, Messiah were a 10-time national champion from 2000 up to 2013, so they were like a powerhouse for quite some time, and that's like never lo- they never lost a final that they appeared in. Yeah, um, still. Yeah. yeah. And fast forward to 2017, and of course, Samuel is once again with the Falcons in the uh, championship game. And they added an 11th star to their crest. They defeated North Park out of Illinois uh, by a score of 2-1. to one. So that's huge. Congrats, congrats to Samo as he ends his season on a high note. <clears throat> Surely high expectations entering his senior season next year. A much better way to end his season his college season, then he ended his uh, NPSL season. Yeah, almost dying of appendicitis. <laughs> but congrats to Samo. Um, you know, always great to see city players have have success uh, wherever they go. Yes, and success continues, Nate, for our college players. So in our in his second year, Ian Smith, better known as Steve around these parts, um, he proved to to become a, a regular kind of ninety minute player for the Phoenix of Green Bay. Oh yeah, in his in his uh, sophomore season. And he was a part of a, a, a massive turnaround in Titletown where uh, they saw the Green Bay Phoenix winning the Chancellor's Cup this year, which uh, is the the trophy given to the uh, the winner between uh, UW-Milwaukee and UW-Green Bay. So much like the uh, Paul Bunyan Axe, if you're a college football fan, between uh, Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So they, they won the, the Horizon League version of the Axe in the Chancellor's Cup, which is the first time in quite a few years because Milwaukee's had uh, a very strong program. Um, they also finished the regular as regular season champions and made it to their first Horizon League final, narrowly missing out on an NCAA tournament bid by losing to UIC in the in the conference tournament. So, uh, a very successful year for for Steve, and um, you know, only being a sophomore and, and, and gaining uh, you know the level of minutes he did, and and really kind of being the the linchpin in the. Uh, in the number six role, I think he's got a, a bright two more years ahead of him, and, and so does Green Bay. Yeah, that's just awesome for Steve. Um, and he does definitely value the the playing time that he received at City. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, but, like, you know, he definitely attributes that to his success at mm-hmm. Green Bay. Um, so rounding out the list for team success, successful teams, is Hastings College in Nebraska, home of Nick Hines. Now, of course... 
he makes sure everyone knows how successful <laughs> he is. Um, talking about how he won the national title or his team won the national title in 2016, and he returned this year, uh, ready to add another ring to the fingers. But it was uh, the dream was cut short in the round of 16 for Hastings College. But Nick did score a fantastic goal in his last match as a student athlete. I think the impressive thing to note uh, for Nick is what he did at Hastings in his four years there. And that is one, of course, one NAIA National Championship in 2016, two NAIA Championship finals, final appearances, um, four what GPAC is their conference regular mm-hmm. season championships. So they're regular season champs for all four years. Uh, three of those seasons, they were GPAC tournament championships. I mean, overall, while he was there, that's a 77, 10 and six overall record. That's super impressive. Um, for Nick, congrats on the career success at Hastings college. Really proud of the guy and hope to see him back with the team in the summer. But on top of team success, there are tons of, of individual honors to report on as well. And starting with our guy, Kevin Hoof. He is all GLIAC honorable mention at Northern Michigan University on the field, also academic for all regions. Um, that is, of course, the Great Lakes Interathletic Conference. Uh, that Again, remember Kevin Hoof was the guy that ends up going to Northern Michigan to basically help them found a soccer program. Um, he's a sophomore captain on the team and a anchor to the back line. Uh, all the best to Kevin Hoof at Northern Michigan, and another guy that we hope to see back uh, on our back line in the summer. Yes, absolutely. I mean, how many more times can we say you got hoofed? There's, you know, there's never enough. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say hopefully many more times. Right, exactly. Uh, The next guy, everyone's favorite pickup from the open trial last year, Max Kent had a great second year at McAllister uh, College. If you watched any of their games, it's pretty much Max locking down the back line and then their team getting lucky to hit on the counter and score a goal. Uh, he was all over the place for the Scots and it, and was rewarded with first-team All-Mayak and then second-team All-Region, which I honestly think uh, he was robbed out of first-team honors, if you ask me. But Max, again, uh, you know, a great student-athlete and, and uh, a great, um, you know, guy on and off the field and, and really a, a true a true competitor and, and really kind of willed his team into the uh, the Mayak championships. And uh, it fell short losing to, to Will Kidd's St. Thomas team, but... Um, you know, Max got some uh, some pretty good honors there this year as well. That is for sure. And then, of course, the king of individual honors for the season, uh, our guy Brandon Bai. Uh, he is closing in on perhaps being the most successful uh, college player in the history of the Crows. And he only was with us for half a season and was mm-hmm. injured for half of that half a season. So uh, he were you know we were super happy to sign him. We knew he had a talent on our hands. And uh, unfortunately, due to all his success, I'm pretty sure he won't be back next year because he, <laughs> yeah, right. he is possibly going to be fighting for a roster spot on an MLS team in the not-too-distant future. Uh, so truly lucky to have met and got to see Brandon by play here in Minneapolis. Uh, he was, of course, a latecomer to City. He made a major impact scoring in his first game um, during a rut that we, we needed to get ourselves out of. That was great. Let's just do the stats from his last college season at Western Michigan. Do the talking. He, of course, led the Mid-American Conference in total points with 29. Uh, Explain points to me, John. That's goals and assists. Correct. So what do you get? Um, A point for a goal on the stat sheet and a point for an assist or 
I think it's uh, two, two and one. Two and one, yeah. Nice. He tallied 12 goals in 17 matches. He is uh, a Mac play. He's the Mac player of the year. Uh, he's a first team All American. He is an academic All American. And um, he was a semifinalist for the Herman Trophy, which is the award that goes to the College Soccer Player of the Year. Some, that's like top two college soccer players in the country. Uh, this guy is a stud, and you can find him, you can follow him at the uh, Midwest Pro Combine. You can take a look December uh, 18th and 19th this weekend. He will be appearing at the Midwest Pro Soccer Combine. Um, there he is, right there on their pro- player profiles page as one of, what's three, six, nine, pr- quite a few frontliners uh, invited. But there he is, number one, Brandon By alphabetically Right, right up top. <laughs> um, this is, of course, the top talent from all over the country that will be, or, or I'm sorry, top talent from the Midwest region um, that all the MLS scouts will be arriving to look at. So, best of luck this weekend, to Brandon. By hope you get some looks, and we hope to see you on a pro squad in the not too distant future, man. Maybe one uh, in our backyard. Maybe, hopefully. Hey, homegrown talent? No, that wouldn't count. But still, uh, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> hey, hope we didn't leave anyone out who was honored this year. Of course, players, we love you all, no matter who you are, as long as you're playing for City. Nate, we have one more thing to add uh, from a player perspective before we go and move on to our next topic. We're going to be publishing a series of articles that are written by our players about their time with City and, and what it really means to them. So uh, these uh, the articles we posted on our website, um, so look out for those um, to get a deeper look at, at, the, at the, what the players think uh, about what we've created and, and how awesome their time has been with us. And, and, you know, maybe some of these guys are moving on, maybe some of them aren't. But uh, get a, a firsthand look. Uh, you know, under the sheets, I guess you could say, from a player perspective, very, very much so, uh, Players Tribune style. If you, under if you follow the, sheets. the if you uh, you follow the uh, the Players <laughs> Tribune, uh, and our first uh, in the list of of the series is Ian Smith, which will um, be out in a few days, um, talking about his development as a like you mentioned before, his development from from being an 18 year old playing, you know, now moving into his third year in semi professional soccer, and really what what he what he gained from having the opportunity to play with city as he moved from being a boy into becoming a man boy. So uh, <laughs> keep, keep an eye out on, uh, on the social for all of the goodness that's going to be coming out uh, with those articles in the not too distant future. Looking forward to it, man. Hey, John winter break is on the horizon. Uh, starts next week for most kids. If they're not already, uh, if they haven't already started now, um, of course, we're going to see a lot of college guys coming home. They're going to want to hook back up with City. They're going to want to get some reps in, maybe do a little practice. I remember last year we did some winter trainings, and I, if I remember right, you organized a tryout or two over break. Are we doing a winter combine again this year for um, for college players to be invited to? We are, Nate. We have, uh, I guess, you know, to kind of cycle back through kind of our tryout process and, and how we identify players so, you know, we had our, our open tryout, and from our open tryout, I believe we selected five players to move on to kind of a more progressive, more structured round of, um, of tryouts with, um, you know, with some of the core players on our team. So, that, you know, that's kind of, um, you know, in the calendar, the, from a calendar perspective, that's kind of the first pass of tryouts that we have. Yep. Um, but, you know, doing my job, I probably watched about 200 
college games this fall. Um, you know, some in person, some online. Majority online, obviously, because uh, you know I can't can't travel to every. That's game. dedication to the tape, John. Yeah, it's not my full time job to be uh, going gallivanting all around the country watching. No, but college it's like a full time job on ESPN three <coughs> college games. Jesus, right, right, or you know watching watching some of the Division three schools that have you know production budgets that that rival ours. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I I I did the due diligence of identifying you know Minnesota born or Minnesota raised players and you know I I've, I've spoken to you know dozens of college coaches and we're going to be bringing in over the course of four training sessions starting the the, the week after Christmas uh, we're bringing in four or sorry we're bringing in around 52 college players that have um, Minnesota roots that uh, will be coming in to not only be identified um, you know, maybe some younger guys that are freshmen, sophomores that um, are not ready yet, but we they they short they, they quickly will be ready to yep. compete at the at, at our level. But um, the identification process is the hard part. So those guys will be coming in along with the open trialists that we that we identified, and the guys that are you know our core players that are that are returners that are that are going to be in town. So. All in all, um, you know, like I said, uh, over 50 players that are going to be coming in, and you know, we're really excited to see these guys kind of stack up against the uh, the existing players that we know of, and, and see if we if we can't uh, use this as a, a stepping stone to bring in, in um, more quality or identified quality for the future. So, yeah. uh, super excited for it. It's kind of my it's kind of you know my Super Bowl, <laughs> I guess you could say, where I, I get to I get to see the, the fruits of all the labor. Um, from a recruiting standpoint, getting these guys in and seeing if they can compete. Man, uh, I would love a sneak peek into some of these sessions, sessions, John. I mean, you know, I, I might uh, know a guy who can make that happen for you. Know, you. I got some time on my hands over the week after Christmas. <laughs> well, uh, it, it's uh, it's going to be one a week for four weeks. So, oh, well. So I'm sure I can make it happen for you. Sweet. <laughs> hey, man, let's talk about this uh, this event at Summit that should be taking place uh, tonight the night that this podcast is coming out. I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. It is the now basically annual Minneapolis City Holiday event at Summit Brewing. Hey, it's kind of part membership event, part pop-up shop. It's all beer chugging goodness. You got to get down to Summit tonight. That is Thursday, 1214. Uh, And you can meet up with your fellow supporters, chat up some players, pick up all the new fresh city gear that is right tonight or tonight on thursday is the first night you'd be able to walk up and purchase if you didn't pre-order um you can walk up and purchase some of the the new city kits that were so uh unbelievably hyped over the past couple weeks uh it's just gonna be a great time and of course drink delicious summit beer let's get some details man if you want to get there it is from 6 to 8 p.m at summit uh summit brewing in saint paul minnesota we're gonna have all sorts of stuff at the pop-up shop including um t-shirts and we're gonna have inaugural kits so that's last year's kit or the year before um we're gonna have beanies hoodies new kits that means the will call items that you've pre-ordered will be available to pick up if you want to pick up your memberships membership cards membership scarves things like that that'll all be available uh of course beer specials from summit and 
player cameos because I know there are a few players that wouldn't miss those beer specials. Really, it's got everything. <laughs> if you love Minneapolis City and you really love being a part of a small club um, with a real community feel, this is the event for you because you get to talk to all your fellow supporters, talk to your players, talk to the owners, talk to Sarah, talk to me, talk to Dan. Um, John, unfortunately, you won't be there, but I can pretend like I'm you or I can bring the John puppet that I keep in my trunk. <laughs> And it, that, it's not a voodoo like doll. A, it's a it's a puppet. I could do like a <laughs> yeah, I do like a Jeff Dunham like ventriloquist act at your expense. It's gonna be great. Uh, so please be there uh, tonight, Thursday, December fourteenth at Summit, starting at six p.m. We will see you there. Well, unfortunately, you know, newly crowned national champion Samuel Ruiz Plaza just had his twenty first birthday. So too bad that he won't be in town yet. Ah, from, perfect uh, opportunity from college. for him to uh, yeah. yeah, perfect opportunity to have his first beer. Um, so <laughs> if you see him down there and he is in town, uh, buy him a beer, welcome him into the drinkers club. Yeah. So that is all that we have for tonight's show folks. Although it seems short, it was packed. Thank you as always to our summit, our sponsor summit brewing company. We will see you soon. Summit holiday season is here. So drink some beers with your family. Stop on down to your local liquor store or watering hole and get some of the famous summit winter ale to share. It is delicious. Don't be a dummy. Buy some Summit. Some hey, Summy. Don't be a dummy. <laughs> Buy some Summy. Uh, that one's free, folks. Um, <laughs> Minneapolis City memberships for 2018 are now available. I believe the price goes up soon, or it already has gone up. I think the, I think it's slotted to go up the new year. So it, uh, it's still on sale. As cheap as you'll get it. $50 before the new year, $60 after it gets you a ticket to every home game. Any future home U.S. Open Cup games, who knows? The 2018 membership scarf, the member card, and as Nate puts it, a place at the table in Soccer Valhalla. Make <laughs> so, it happen, so folks. Important. This is the cheapest sports value in town. Head to mplscitysc.com and check it out. This is the season for giving, and you know we love to give back. But we need your help and support of the people. If you're looking to align yourselves with a fine group that loves to give back, you are in luck. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that does good on and off the pitch. And, of course, every donation, big or small, is fully tax deductible. So consider giving to the club that gives back. Hey, again, thank you for everyone who gave to our GoFundMe for the U.S. Open Cup. We really appreciate it. Your donations do matter. If you want to get a hold of us, we've made it super easy. Send us a note on Twitter, at the People's Pitch or through email, at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. We promise to answer all questions, comments, and concerns. And uh, you are welcome to send us a note. And finally, as always, you can hit up the club at MPLS City SC. Maybe find out more about what the heck went on at those member meetings when I wasn't involved. That is all <laughs> for this week. Once again, we leave you with our new house MC. This is the one, the only, current Minneapolis City player, Miles Stockman-Willis, who goes by the creative name, Malaise with a track called Moves, produced by a thing called 808 Mafia. I am John. That is Nate. You are the people. We heart you people. Cheers. You got it. Motherfucker, just trust the process. Uh. All these dudes do is talk, so I'm not that talkative. No. Too busy hitting blunts to my body deprived of oxygen. Yes. Solo dolo anonymous, skill is real like I'm Solomon. I'm confident that we ain't the same like a homonym. We're not. My girl just
just woke up looking like she modeling Feet up on the ottoman, about to feel her collagen In times of division and negatives be positive Since a teenager did it major like a college major Thought I was the dean, getting debits, yeah, filled schedule 16's worth 18 credits, got credentials what? Wallet filled, cream cheese, lettuce, bills, presidential Burning gas, unleaded, embedded in the mental I'm a rare thug, give the bag a bear hug Take the Donald's daughter and make her vacuum my prayer rug Falling excessive through 24's on a room, bud. Equipped with extra batteries, cause I got rooms, bruh. Boss among bosses, never have to be debriefed. Not a man of many words, all my sentences are brief. Give a rapper a halo, I'm like Commander Chief. Have the music lit the way that I be decoding beats. Body coated all in Gucci, lungs coated with the key up. Styling on y'all with the styling. Clorox wipes for the sneaks. About to explore her sheets. Broke, I can't afford to be. Smoking on a Christmas wreath. Wrist look like a coral reef. Ballet tried to kill himself the way he's suicidal. I appear in the club like I'm scuba diving. Fly no autopilot. Making moves in private. Treat her like I don't need her. My main bitch. More like a sidekick Can't wait to meet my maker Maybe then become the savior Shawty thinks that I can save her Cause I never shop at savers But the way she sucking on me Thought I was a lifesaver Never get blue balls Only blue on me is on the paper Soul blacker than Kodak Throwback in a throwback Cut me down I just grow back Giving facts and you know that Ride it like she on horseback Life a movie like Bojack All this lean on me no fat Pimping shit sipping cognac With a big old rock Resting on my nuts Got me Doing pinky ups, three bills on the custom chucks. Thinking about haters, wishing there was a new emoji. Thinking about my ice, wishing I had a Zamboni. Feeding for the power, Demaculate sitting on the throne. Meditating in a mandala made out of cobblestone. Get a million dollars, couple friends that I could probably phone. Turn the crib to the Middle East, the way I'm getting stoned, bros. In my zone, always alone. Future sown in my bones, leapfrogging over stepping stones. To each his own, but boy, you better check your tone. My life a work in progress, till I'm shining like construction cones. So incredible that they still waiting for the sequel. Like a scaling triangle, cause I don't really have no equal. Look at the money like high bay, grinding till I say high sway. Doing me like do ray in a supreme north face. Get to home base, no foreplay. Asshole in my aura, flow is swimming like orcas. Freely wink, call me Oprah. Have my mom's off the coast up. Rizzo chilling with Costa. Fruity drink on her coast up. Glossing out all that Oprah. I got the moves. I got the moves. You finna lose. I make beginners lose. Yeah. I make the masters lose. I make the legends lose. Yeah. I make the game lose. I got the moves. I got the moves. I got the moves. I got the moves. You finna lose. You finna lose. You finna lose. I make beginners lose. Beginners lose. I make the masters lose. I make the legends lose. Legends lose. I make the game lose. Game lose. I got the moves.